Hi, I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. Where I beat it first. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <sighs> Crack a cold one, everybody. Pulling with the boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, pouring out for the homies on my mechanical mm-hmm. keyboard. Wait, that one's don't not pour- waterproof. That's, no, don't, don't do pour that. Out <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> That is not a waterproof mechanical keyboard. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Welcome in everybody. I hope everybody is finishing up their spoopy season and getting ready for spoopy day tomorrow. I'm ready for spoopy day. You guys ready for spoopy day? Mm -hmm. Spooptastic. Yeah. I kind of don't want spoopy season to end though. It went by way too fast. Like I feel like I just barely put up my decorations and now it's just like, well, now I'm going to feel like an asshole in two days. I don't take them down. Mm -hmm. I put up my decorations like on the first and I'm like, and I'm like, damn, it feels like I did it like last weekend. It sucks. Cause yeah, I'm going to have to take them down. It's going by way too fast. I could be the asshole that leaves them up because I can convince, I can convince the wife to let me leave them up because we won't put the Christmas decorations up until after Thanksgiving. And why should I have to like undo all those extension cords when I'm just going to need to do them again? So we might as well leave the decorations up. You know, it's very common for a lot of people to leave stuff up until Thanksgiving and then be Mm -hmm. like, that's the transition time. The hope is that she doesn't try to convince me to put Christmas stuff up now instead. At which point then I'll tell her it's still 86 degrees outside. I'm not putting up Christmas stuff. Right. (laughs) It is not winter weather. It's not even fall weather here in Phoenix, really. Let's be honest here. If I still need sunscreen and shorts on to just get through the day, then it's not fall. Mm -hmm. It's not winter. Well, I mean, technically you need sunscreen every day. Technically, you need sunscreen even if it's like raining and shit like that. But yeah, that's, that's not what I'm talking. About. <laughs> but if I if I can still be comfortable wearing shorts and flip flops out and about at any time of day, like you and I were out until like one thirty in the morning on Saturday, and we were just wearing flip flops and shorts, like <laughs> no problems whatsoever. It was just nice out. That's all that it was when it got that late. So yeah, man. I want it to get cool. We're still supposed to be in the 80s for like the next 10 days. Which isn't we'll bad. There. I mean, it's, it's, we've got to patio weather, which is nice. Good I want it weather. cold. <laughs> I want it cold, Chris. I want it cold. It's I my, it's my weather and I want it now. Outside. Oh my God. KG Wentworth. <laughs> 877 weather now. <laughs> 877 cold now. 877 cold now. Small change. No, actually, wait, hang on. Call Dr. Bulldog. <laughs> Bulldog. 877 cold now. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, our good friend, the Bulldog Omega, got his doctorate uh, in May. He finally graduated from school, and he has his doctorate in meteorology. So he is Dr. Bulldog, as we call him. Oh, man. The weather wizard. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he, he is officially a weather wizard. He is a doctor we- weather wizard. Like, he's, he's got double, double mm-hmm. sets going on for him. Oh, man. Okay, what are we drinking tonight, boys? Uh, I have a couple from Hop Valley that I'm drinking. Uh, one was their st- uh, Stash Panda, which is uh, pretty good. It's like a, a hazy IPA. Uh, Stash Panda, is that the white Stash. one? It was like, it's like, oh, it's not the one. Damn. Because I saw you had one that was like white and silver. I was like, is that the is that the Stash Panda? <laughs> so the white and silver one that I'm starting with is the Alpha Centauri. And it is 9%. And that's what it's got going on with it. 
and it tastes like 9%. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. Mm-hmm. It tastes like 9% in a good way. That's that's the thing we got to make sure that we that we put out. Yeah, there. there well I mean you got to still realize that there's going to be that like twinge cuz it is 9% alcohol. Almost 10% of this thing is just pure yeah. booze. So you got to remember <laughs> that that's going to be there. Their previous one that was the high this is their highest one I think now. Their previous one which was the Cryo was 8.7 and that was very good so mm-hmm. that extra 0.3 eh, i don't know if it's really worth it but it's not as intense as the cryo so i'll take that as a win i like the cryo stash though i like the cryo stash too but it is very intense flavor like it's not like a just chill and have a few of those tonight it's going to be like no 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 <laughs> you'll have three uh, and then that's your night you're going to have a great yeah. time <laughs> uh, i'm pretty certain that i had more than just three on your birthday <laughs> yeah we were all fucking lit so yeah of course we did <laughs> and that was a great night that was chill you're saying your birthday was wasn't chill your birthday was amazing your birthday is always of chill course. <laughs> what do you got chris uh, i got a local brew called church music juicy ipa from the shop beer company nice that was a good one i have my last birthday beer from jason oh man how many did i the, give you good from, grief four you gave me four but i've only been drinking like one uh podcast so it took me a while to get through these oh yes the the podcast <laughs> name is hunting dinos but that's because look at chris's background his halloween costume is him doing Doing dino hunts, and I for, I forgot to mute Grant, that tab. Grant and uh, oh god, what's Ellie. her name? Kelly, Ellie, Kelly. Ellie. That's right. <laughs> like, <wasn't> Kelly. <laughs> Anyways, Fortside Brewing's Sunshine Dreamin' Hazy IPA. This one's got a fucking essay on the side of it. <laughs> uh, it it really does, and it's in like. Look, look how tiny this print is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sunshine dreaming, walking through the tall trees and going where the, where the wind blows, it's always best to do so with beer. Blooming like a red rose and coming over softly, sunshine dreaming throws big, juicy aromas of ripe mango, bright citrus, smooth strawberry, and tart kiwi from a profuse bounty of dry hops. Citra, Callista, Eldorado, and Mosaic. Rounded out with more mosaic and amarillo in the whirlpool, this heady juice bomb presents ultra soft and creamy with next to no bitterness. But the six pounds per barrel of hops creates its own flavorful and balanced tingle as this beer washes over the palate and deeply satisfies. As morning sunshine after after waiting in a cold stream, never fade away, dream. Don't ever fade away. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Don't ever fade away. Don't ever fade away. Don't and I would like away, to fade away, clarify, fade away. hunting dinos doesn't mean killing dinos. Because even if you're trying to protect them, you're still hunting them down. Mm-hmm. So we're just hunting dinos. Clever girl. Mm, yeah clever girl easy breezy beautiful clever girl all right (laughs) (laughs) oh i have not figured out what i'm gonna dress up as tomorrow one thing i just know that i don't want to wear that giant pikachu costume again (laughs) (laughs) are you you still like going around with him or you No, we go we go up to a friend's house uh and their son and a bunch of ronan's other friends all go out trick-or-treating in the area 
it's like an area where you have a good chance of getting full-size candy bars and shit um and we just kind of like chill the wife and the and the mom the other moms are going to be dressed up they're all going to be like parts of bob ross it's like one person's gonna be bob ross another person's gonna be a pallet another person's gonna be an easel i don't know they're crazy <laughs> someone could be a happy trees someone could have I mean, been that a would happy make tree. way more sense that would make yeah. way more sense so it could be a happy tree i really don't feel like dressing up like a fucking tree though so <laughs> <laughs> that is for 12 year olds in a horrible school play wait 12 10 year old 10 year olds in a horrible school play all right well should we get to news everybody I, think I it's guess video game podcast, you know, video game podcast. I guess we can talk about video games. I don't know. We can, mm-hmm. we can talk about video games uh, in sure. what makes sense, but also doesn't make sense. News. Microsoft is going to start cracking down on unauthorized controllers, which yeah, I was reading through that a little yeah. bit. And I mean, Nintendo and Sony did something like, oh, this is back in early 2000s. Where they like put out a whole big thing being like, look, you can brick your system if you have unauthorized BS that you're using on your jazz. <laughs> and, you know, they, they fought it tooth and nail with just information. Not I've even never like heard of else. anybody breaking one of their consoles. Never heard of anyone controller. ever being like, I used a, fu- a fucking Nyko, like one of those little candy controllers that you give to player two all the time. Never mm. heard of anyone being like, and it bricked my system. Never yeah. mind. My man cast controller bricked my system. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know what? It made sense back then with the ports because the PlayStation utilized like a very specific port up until the PlayStation 3 and the GameCube and all the other Nintendo consoles used a very specific port. But everything's USB now. USB Mm -hmm. or wireless. Like, it's yeah. just like you're not even yeah. plugging in your, your controller into your console most of the time. You have it plugged into a plug behind you or whatever. So, I mean, it makes it doesn't really make any sense to me. I think it's more, if anything, it could be used for cheating of any way, shape or form. Like if they wanted yeah. to get it to where like, hey, auto trigger, you know, your your auto turbo button, button or whatever and stuff like that. And turbo button. Yeah. The stuff that you used to play extra money for as a feature is now being yeah. uh, slowly banned and turned away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and that is one of the main reasons they're looking to do this specifically to get rid of a lot of those like interfaces that go in between uh, to prevent people from cheating. However, the other issue that's starting to arise, though, is that there there are people that utilize and I forget the company's name. I didn't pull up the, the article for it, but there is a company that makes adapters that allow people to use like a PlayStation controller and an Xbox because they like the feel of that one better than they do mm-hmm. on an Xbox. Yeah. And there's also a lot of people with fight sticks that are being hindered with this because they're not authorized by Microsoft. So people that spend a shit ton of money on fight sticks that they can utilize on their PlayStation or on their Xbox now are having issues. And the big thing that this is going to do to Microsoft, unfortunately, is it might end up shooting them in the foot for competitions because it doesn't make it ubiquitous now for someone to utilize their fight stick. They can't just bring in their fight stick and hook it up to the console to use within the within the setup if microsoft is like oh yeah well that particular one's not authorized by us to be fair you know like like 
don't get me wrong. I don't like any of this. Mm-hmm. It's like my thing. Let me do what I want to it, like modding PC or anything like that. But yep. uh, um, for tournaments, if you were to be like, no, you all have to use the fucking like giant ass Goliath controller from the original Xbox, then you know what? Now we're going to find out who the real champion is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing is they let the way the Duke, that all tournaments run is that Duke. they bring in like you bring in your fight stick. And that's that's how like you, it works. Like that way, it's exactly I, no, I, I how get, you want I, I get, it. And yeah, it's just because the idea was just like it's all about how you play the game. But now, if it's going to mm-hmm. be like, look, we're going to take it all away from you, so that the only thing you can do is you know use our hardware to make sure that's in there. That does make a little bit more sense in the tournament spec of things. Yeah, just like on how you don't bring your own PC to a, like a land tournament. You play on the ones that are officially there because otherwise, you can have all kinds of shit pulled up on it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But at the same point, though, in a lot of tournaments, it's not that they require – they don't require a very specific controller. But most tournaments, even for, like, Nintendo tournaments where you're playing Smash, people bring in their own controller to hook in because the controllers that they use could be used and abused by somebody or some gross person uses it beforehand and gets something in the buttons or just ends up making it disgusting anyways. And that's one of the reasons. And actually in a post COVID world, like no one wants to use, you know, standard controller that 60 other people have been using. I want to use my own controller. So I feel like it it's, they're fighting a battle that they shouldn't be fighting. Microsoft as the console maker really should give two fucks about people cheating on their console when they play. Now, Microsoft as the software developer, they should be developing countermeasures in the software to do this, but not put it into the hardware and limit everything out. And I think there's a good chance that they're opening themselves up to a class action lawsuit with this, which actually could possibly help Apple or help against Apple or could hinder a lot of cases with like the Apple set and their closed ecosystem. Cause now the only, the only thing that Microsoft is going to be able to argue is that it's a closed ecosystem and they have to make sure that nothing weird is happening for it. And then that argument's going to go back into court. And if Microsoft loses it, that can have big ramifications for other people. And it also could have big ramifications for them too with their online store. As we talked about it before, like nobody was bitching and moaning about about Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo and their online store and you have to go through them in order to get into it. Primarily because you could still buy digital copies of the or physical copies of the games too. But if now all you're doing to is the digital versions, like the next Xbox that we've seen leaked coming out, Sony making a big push for the digital version only, like this could have huge ramifications for them. And the only thing I can think of is that Microsoft is doing this specifically because they know that they're going to lose this battle eventually. And they, they figure we might as well lose it now while we have control over the narrative for it. If you think about it, that's the big brain move right there. So I don't know. We'll have to see, but there are, it's, there's a yeah. lot of people that are, that are running into this and the console isn't just going like, Oh, it's unauthorized. You can't use it. It actually is legit giving them a two week countdown to get a new controller so that then they can use it. I, I, I just don't like that kind of mm-hmm. limitations. Cause again, to your point, Eric, like what am I really hurting except for, especially for my own personal stuff? I get tournaments like, like you can do, yeah. but you can just be like, look, you can't use that. You don't need to then put like a lock on every single console on the planet to then be like, hey, you can't use your shitty third, second party controller. I think that's stupid. 
And I sad. do think also they're going to lose this fight anyways, because it's the same thing that the automotive industry was really trying to fight and like the negation of warranties for putting even like a drop in air filter from K&N or other companies that do that and putting modifications onto the car. It's like, no, you can't do that. This is theirs. They bought it. They should be allowed to do whatever they want with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just because you it, put a drop in air filter and doesn't mean your brakes fucked up. Yeah. Well, like, I had an idle issue with a uh, Subaru with the uh, Subaru uh, Forester that we got for Shannon once, and they tried telling me like, "Oh, well, you put a drop-in air filter on, and it's oil-based. You know that could be the problem." I'm like, "That's not the problem." Like, "Well, you never know." I'm like, "That's not the problem. I know it's not the problem because I have the same thing in my other car and don't have an issue with it. And I've had the same thing in multiple cars with no problems." But go ahead and try and tell me that that's going to be the problem. And then they mm-hmm. they finally like took it in. I'm like, can't you look up anything? And the, after like a day, they call me like, oh, yeah, there's a software update that fixes a rough idle issue. So we're going to do that. Uh, you can pick it up tomorrow morning. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Always trying to cover their own asses just that in works. case. <laughs> oh, man. But in good news for the Microsoft camp, Sarah Bond has been promoted to president of Xbox, which congratulations, Sarah. First female of a major and first African-American or woman of color, however you would like to say it. She is the she is the first in both. And that is awesome for her. So good job. She's mm-hmm. been doing a lot of good stuff of as yeah. of late. And you could kind of see that she was going to be next in line for any of these promotions because they really started putting her into a lot of like the Microsoft showcases and everything like that. So she might be like the handpicked successor to Phil whenever he decides to leave. I don't know awesome. if that's ever happening. Though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, still, even still, with the acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard, you know, and stuff like that, we definitely need you know some better insight, and I hope mm-hmm. that that is something that we're going to get from that. So, congratulations, agree. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. What else do we got? Uh, Squadron Forty Two, the single player version of Star yeah. Citizen, is apparently feature complete, everybody, and you probably still won't see it. <laughs> Feature complete, but it still has, you know, optimizations to go through and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, at least they're going to do optimizations. Yeah. Unlike some other game developers out there right now that aren't doing any optimizations, but saying that they optimize the fuck out of it. There is a 20 plus minute trailer of it. It looks good. (laughs) They just need to make sure that it works on more hardware. That's pretty much it when it comes to the optimizations with that. Oh, man. Okay, Chris, I'm not reading this. We have to explain so much within this. I'm not talking about the mm-hmm. the worship of the pile of the dead and the foxhole <laughs> MMO. It's honestly, it's a 30-minute long conversation just to explain <laughs> what's going on with this MMO. <laughs> it was a funny-ass read. I will give you that. <laughs> but, man, there's so much to unpack in that whole situation. <laughs> To the pile. <laughs> All right. Uh, in another dumbass move by uh, companies that really have too long and expensive of leases and have nothing to do with, you know, this giant office space that they've diverted so much money to, Roblox is forcing three days in the office a week, even if you work out of state. It wow. is requiring relocation. If you live out of state, so they have to relocate or find another job, which is the dumbest damn thing. It's so ridiculous to force those things on people like that. 
especially nowadays with all the work that people can do. And it's one of the things that I've had like conversations with my company. It's my company's corporate office is in like a small mountain town and they've had to start branching out more and more to either get people to move there or do a lot more remote work or people that can do the work in other branch offices rather than at HQ because it's a small mountain town. Like you can only find so many people that do like great work in all these individual positions in such a small area. And if you open it up to a much broader area and allow for much broader work conditions, it's much, much better. So I don't understand why all these companies are still doing it other than the fact that they're trying to substantiate this lease that they can't get out of. <laughs> or this giant oh. chunk of land that they purchased, like Epic. They bought that mall like a year and a half ago. It has done nothing. Granted, they're getting pushback from the, from the uh, town folk about building on there as well. But still, nothing has gone as crickets. Uh, Gamers Nexus actually did like a whole thing on it where they were talking about like the state of where it was at when they did all those layoffs and how much money they sunk into just that portion that's just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> and that's the reason why they had to lay off so many people. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Oh, business. in additional business. stupid business news, uh, Hideo Kojima has been completely removed from the Metal Gear Solid uh, enhanced collection credits. He is nowhere to be found which as much as you may hate the man all you did was enhance the games that he did work on and omitting him is kind of fucking bullshit and who hates hideo well konami does that's it oh yeah konami hates hideo because <laughs> hideo's hideo hideo for the longest time was konami like it was just like mm-hmm. hey ever played a konami game and you would think immediately of mgs so it's just like yeah kind of konami I... shot themselves in the foot a whole lot Well, and I think that that's the big problem that was going on is I think that Konami as a whole hated that people knew him, but didn't really know anything else about their company. So what do they do? They alienate and kick his ass out so Mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't what what big has Konami put out since then? I mean, like they're sitting on gold mines with like Castlevania and shit like that, but they they haven't put anything out. Yeah. Put anything out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff. There is. There are Netflix things that Konami has put out, but nothing that I can think of off the top of my head of note. They're just like, oh dang, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, so we joke about it a lot, and we joked about it on the last podcast, but we just want to remind everybody: it has officially been five years since Chris got his sim rig, and it still hasn't been set up. <laughs> the big problem, Chris, Ooh, right, is Chris? Is you shared yeah. that that image in the I beat it first channel instead of like standard conversation channel. So I got reminded of it when I was going through and doing podcast notes. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've played so it, before. It, it, it was super apropos because we <laughs> we talked about it and joked about it. We hadn't joked about it in a while, and we decided to joke about it again on the last episode. And then, like three days later, Chris is like, "Oh, look, it's been exactly five years." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Okay. In really heartwarming news, uh, Sakaguchi brought Yoshi P to tears on stage during the Final Fantasy XIV unveil of their next expansion and thanked him for making Final Fantasy better, which is great. I mean, if you look at the work that Yoshi P did with getting everything out for Final Fantasy A Realm Reborn, because XIV flopped and flopped hard. It's, yeah 
hard. So getting a Rome Reborn done and like really turning that whole thing around. And now, I mean, look how many expansions it's done, how many concurrent players they have, how many people that just continually play the game over and over and over again, starting new classes, doing all of that. Like it's, it is a huge game and they've done so many cool, like, additional tie-ins and things like that but the stories are pretty good for the most part there's a couple of bad ones like generally the stories for the mmo are actually really good and engaging good on him he also uh came out in a uh, uh yoshi p not sakaguchi came out in a full cosplay costume of their new uh dual wielder that uh one of the one of the uh cosplayers that i follow on instagram little gem was the one that made it for him She's like it was she was finally able to share pictures of her making it and her with with Yoshi P like in the full costume and setup after it was announced. She's like, I couldn't talk about this for months. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what I've been doing for the last two months and couldn't share shit. <laughs> but it was like she did an amazing job on the cosplay. It's really cool. Um, I still won't be playing the game. It's not my cup of tea. But the dynamics that they added in for that new character all sound pretty cool. So, yay. Um, in additional Squeenix news, there is a rumor that Dragon Quest X's offline version mm. will be getting a full global launch. Which, if you don't remember, Dragon Quest X was, was an MMO. So they did the whole Final Fantasy thing where it's like a version of it was only that. But they only made it available in Japan. <laughs> so it was an MMO that only made it in Japan. No one outside of Japan was able to play it unless you knew Japanese fluently and then, you know, VPN into their servers and stuff. But yeah, it would, it would be cool to see that come out that everyone could just like go through and you could just play through the storyline for it because it was supposed to be pretty good too. They just didn't think that they would get enough players worldwide, which I, I don't think that was accurate, in my opinion. I mean, at the time, like, you know, was it nine? Which one, like, was the one that was on the PS2 that everyone and their fucking mom blew their load on? Eight. It was eight? And then they came out with a DS-only version, which I think was eight, nine. Eight, eight blew everybody out of the water. And if they were yeah. already working on ten at the same time, which is very likely, um, they probably weren't sure. And then when eight came out, or that one, whichever one it was... It was just so amazing that everyone was just like, yeah, oh, was yeah, eight. I remember Dragon Quest. Because oh, so nine, nine was the DS only version. And man, that like having nine be only DS just killed it. I hated that so much because I wanted to play it. And I'm like, I am not mm. buying a DS to do that. Yeah, one. no. I mean, and I'm and not going to play a bunch of DS titles, too. So yeah, they made I'm trying eight. to find my copy of it. I'm trying oh. to look for it down here. <laughs> they made eight, then nine on the DS, then ten, which was an MMO, which was also the weird thing of like they made a a full named uh, or a full numbered game for number nine on a mobile console only, and then they made an MMO. So we didn't get yeah, it was like the PS2 version. Yes, I see it, Chris. Because <laughs> uh, they made the PS2 version. So Dragon Quest VIII came out in 2006? 2004. Dragon Quest VIII came out in 2004. So we didn't get a full console release version for a Dragon Quest game for 13 years. Which yeah. is why the reason why people went so apeshit for, for Dragon Quest XI. Because yeah. eight was just so amazing. And oh, eleven fuck, was I forgot amazing. All about that. I'm cute. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about the slime controller. <laughs> I'm like, dude, can you find that online? Bet you can. Hang on a second. Well, I know that. Oh, I bet uh, they made other ones too. And I bet 
we're not gonna be able to find the ps2 version oh yeah because there's the hori version now you came with a demo of 12 yep you get i played the shit out of that demo too yep i too People like started shitting on that. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're playing. I love this. This is great. The demo for 12 was awesome. I love 12 too. So yeah, Hori I, has the uh, a wireless one for the Nintendo Switch for $304 on eBay, everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's a modified thing. No, no, it's a real thing. You made it from Hori. Yeah, from Hori. Wow. Because it, it Hori makes li- like officially licensed, authorized Nintendo Switch Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. It's a new one made. It's a new version. Yeah, that's why I said it's like, I bet bet that we can only find the new one because that's going to saturate. Like, I'll have to dig deep on the internet to find the to find the old version, the PS2 version. Found one for Oh, no, wait, months. never mind. Found yep. it. <laughs> JNIC, oh my God, it's a silver one too. $300. It's almost worth it, except for the fact that it has to be plugged into a PS, uh, PlayStation 2 con- like controller port. That's pretty cool though. Oh my God, the blue ones. Oh, the found blue one ones for go for way cheaper. Bucks. The blue ones are like yeah. 110. I found one for 13 68. bucks. I guess it depends on whether they were used or not. The oh, silver yeah, one is used. new in the is new in the box. Oh, that well, yeah, you're paying for it. Is new in the blister pack with all the like all the heat crimping and everything like that for it. So that one's gonna be more expensive. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, that would be really cool. We obviously we need more Dragon Quest games to play. Yes. Um, Yes. And if they are, if they have been making it, that would be awesome. Uh, We still haven't even heard anything about the next one, Dragon Quest Twelve. All we know is that it's coming and it has fire. And it's on UE Five. Yes, we did learn that afterwards. It's <laughs> literally all we know. <laughs> well, in the, in the meantime, Toriyama's working on that Sandland or whatever. Isn't that coming out here soon? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sandland's coming out. Uh, he's he has been in the uh, the the phase of creation for a whole new Dragon Ball series that is basically rewriting and getting rid of GT, which isn't a bad idea, except for the fact that shit you not, it looks like. Someone used the Dragon Balls to not only wish Goku into a child, but everybody into a child. Frieza, Vegeta, Bulma, like all of them are kids. It's ridiculous. Chibi Dragon Ball? Hooray. It's not, it's not even called Chibi Dragon Ball. Like it's supposed to be like a, it's supposed to be like a, a standard Dragon Ball. So it's not going to be like, like just like super cutesy and whatnot. It's supposed to be like how you had kid Goku in gt so it's still going to be like dark ish with fighting and stuff like that but yeah they're all kids fuck i forget the name of it hang on one sec oh man where is it? it's gonna be so hard uh dragon ball daima is what it's called they did like a whole thing it came it came out like a month a month or so ago where they showed the video off for it and i don't know how to feel about it because yeah it's like all of them got turned into little kids and i don't know Either way, AMD had to disable anti-lag plus on all of their drivers because it was triggering anti-cheat systems in video games. Primarily the big ones like like Counter-Strike 2 and all that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is my favorite the, news. The, well, the really shitty thing is that it triggered it and it auto-banned a fuck ton of people. Oh. So... AMD and Valve had to get together and once they they put the patch in, they put a uh, a check system into Counter-Strike that checks to see if the system had it to and to tell them that they need to update to the latest version of the driver and disable so that it's disabled. 
And then they had to manually go in and unban everybody that used an AMD <laughs> graphics card that had that on, which like you go, oh, there's not that many people that have AMD graphics cards. Blah, blah, blah. That's like, if, even if it's like 20,000 people, that's a lot of that's fucking lot. people to manually go through and unban. So they have to go through and they had to go through and do all that, which sucked because Antel like plus works well ish, but yeah, it, it is considered a cheat, unfortunately, and screwed over a lot of people on accident. Uh, speaking of screwing over a lot of people, but not on accident, new 14th gen Intel processors are out, everybody. And it's completely and utter mm-hmm. bullshit. Marginally. It is, 13 plus. It's not even it's not even marginally better. They are within the margin of error of 13th <laughs> gen like tests. Honestly, they're less than 3% better than a 13th gen of the same number. There's only one processor that could have been the great white hope for the 14th or the 14th series and that was the 14700 because they added two more P cores onto it. But this no. is this is the ultimate course. This is the ultimate gotcha game. No, the P cores are the good just ones. Like, e cores are the bad ones. Because they're just like, hey, oh, you're right, yeah. Because the performance, you can yeah. get a Gen 14, but you have to pull. <laughs> and if you get a Gen 13 that has the error ratio, it's a little bit on your side. Guess yep. what? You got a triple S. a good pull right there. Good job. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, which I mean, that is what you do anyways when you buy CPUs. People just don't realize it, <laughs> right? Well, of course, but I mean, like, because normally the next generation is a next generation that is, yeah. you know, usually better. it is, or you know, at least ten like percent better, even 10, if it's not like better. a whole new architecture. Yeah, it it's ridiculous, and the the Amazing. theory is that they just took the highest binned thirteen hundred or thirteen series processors and just put them in the 14 series which would sound right but it's complete and utter bullshit like it makes zero sense they would have been better off not putting anything out because meteor lake wasn't ready to go into it and just going like yeah no look we still kill amd in a lot of the logical things we're getting our asses handed to us in the video game market but still look at all this logical work that we do (laughs) you know if you want to do actual video editing and shit like that we're going to be better for you doing video editing and photo editing and all those things. Just don't play video games on us. Uh, <laughs> it's not to say that they're bad. A 13900K is still a really good processor, but it's also getting fucking housed by a $300 5800X3D, <laughs> which, is when, which is one of the reasons why when Chris was looking to upgrade, I might like, get the 5800X3D. He's like, that's what I was thinking. I might like, get the 5800X3D, yeah. like just do it is <laughs> that I didn't, I didn't need to get new ram i could yep keep my ddr4 which is fine i have 32 gigs and it's still housing 13900ks yeah. and 14900ks in video game frame rates it's a win-win situation here everybody and any of the what so 7000 series that are not the 3d ones a lot of them better. and it's it's still in some cases it is just behind the 7800x3d in other cases it's it's pretty good distance behind but i mean there's yeah. only so much you can do with ddr4 instead of ddr5 ram and you know higher yeah. clock speeds and stuff like that yeah plus even though the 5800 has more cash than standard the 7800 has more cash than the 5800 it should perform yeah. it it better outperform yeah. it <laughs> dollar for dollar though it's still better to get the 5800 xtd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll come so, to later of how my pc performs on demanding games yep 
<laughs> oh man and i had to explain to to our friend gunner who bought he he bought it like a built a whole new system with a 13900k and a and a 4090 and he was like 14th gen are out now. It doesn't look like it's any different. I'm like, that's because it's not. And so then I had to explain to him <laughs> some of that shit. And he's like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> I was yeah. just going on a rant in a Discord DM. <laughs> it was, it, it's so annoying. It's so stupid. I hate, I hate marketing. I do marketing for a living. I hate marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's that the same thing as like right. when I used that to work on computers. Right. Yep. I used to work on computers all the time. I hate computers so much. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, just in case you missed them, because you should look both of the, the videos up because you can find them on Twitter. Uh, Microsoft and Sony both marketed on the Vegas sphere. Microsoft did just like Xbox as a whole. So it showed off like a bunch of cool stuff of different games and everything like that. Uh, all of it, obviously, pre-rendered footage, none of it in-game. Uh, and then Sony showed off Spider-Man because that was obviously the new big game they just came yeah. out. Which they did a really cool job of the Spider-Man one. And I, I think that the Spider-Man one did look better just because of the fact that they were able to make a cohesive video out of all of it that flowed mm -hmm. properly it, to where like the entire sphere got covered with like the Venom symbiote and stuff like that. So it's like, they did a lot of like cool things within that too. But the Microsoft one still looked pretty cool, especially considering they turned the sphere into a giant Xbox logo. I know yeah. that was like so on the nose. That's what yeah, I love. It was like, yeah. like cause I it was so the, cool. <laughs> the Sony one was yeah. way more technical and they utilized the, the, the tool that they had to their biggest advantage. But the Xbox was given like a softball because it was just like, Hey, here's something that's like, mostly the size of your logo already it's just like sweet <laughs> let's throw our fucking logo on it they could have just had the logo go on repeat for like they an hour that was like the best part that was the best part to me i was like that looks like it that's what it is and here it is live <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Well, and oh, since it's man. like an X, they could like split up the X and like different like little video game videos or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, you get too, you get too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll step away from Vitimo Game News. And uh, I'm here to say, fuck your standing desk and fuck your gamer pods. The new hotness is the Japanese gamer heated Kotatsu. Oh, that thing looks so amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is part of the reason why I had the Persona music on for our pre-stream. Because I was like, oh, man, that reminds me of Persona. Let's put some Persona music on instead. But yeah, this thing, I, I left the article up specifically so that I made sure I hit on all the points. So it's a full-on Kotatsu, which is a giant coffee table that's heated with a big-ass blanket around it and everything like that that has like a heater in there for when, especially in like northern Japan where it's really fucking cold, that has all the components that you need for putting like your, your gaming console and everything on it. I love that they have a chair that's a gamer chair that's on the floor for it, so you're still sitting in the gamer chair. And then... The Kotatsu is basically a fucking Snuggie. <laughs> it wraps around you and your arms come out of holes so that you can still game. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about like having the blanket fall down or anything like that. This thing is genius. I'm telling you. 
You should look up the gamer Kotatsu. Looking everybody. at it right now, it is it is absolutely amazing. I I'm not talking about you. I, I know one. you already looked at it. No, but I know. <laughs> but like... I'm just looking at it right oh, now yeah. because I still want one. Because I'm just like I've already convinced my wife that I was just like we got to get a Kotatsu. Like I think that'd be the best thing that we could ever have because it's hard on top, still at a normal coffee table. Just now you yep. can have it be extra cozy underneath. And then she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'm all for that." But we live in Arizona. I'm just like, fuck. That is the worst part because there's like literally no need for it. There's like three days. Unless you keep your windows open. Yeah. If you keep your windows open all winter long, you'll have like a week. Right. (laughs) But at that point, whenever anyone comes over to your house, they'll be like, fuck, it's cold. Guess I'm going to climb underneath into Jason's uh, Kotatsu and just chill right there. Like the immediate It'll be the best house ever. And it'll be the best house ever. I will say anime and movies do it right when they show uh, when they or animes video games do it right when they show like they're like looking for like the little kid and they're like, where is the kid? Where are they? Where are they? And then they're sleeping under the Kotatsu because they even did it in Konosuba. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, this thing is fucking phenomenal. So if you go on to if you go on to Sora News 24, you can see it in there like this thing just. This is luxury. This is what luxury looks like. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that that is not what luxury looks like. I can't. That is luxury. <laughs> See, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Crunchyroll can now be subscribed to as an Amazon channel, which is great for, well, actually, it's just Sony that owns them. So it's not really like that big of a, a deal. However, Don't fall for it, people. You hear me? Don't fall for it. Amazon channels, while making it very easy to find something, either when you're watching something on your computer or using a fire stick to do everything, you know, they also limit you from being able to share with your friends and friends share. So if you do that, you lose the ability to, you know, have a shared account that three of you, you use. You, you uh, a company perk. I beat it first. I beat it first. Owns and operates all of the, the things. And as employees, we have to. Yes, um, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Those <laughs> accounts are only ever used on one IP address, Jason. That's true. One IP, IP, IP address. address. Yeah, IP, I beat it first. IP address oh, network. Only, only in the office. Only in yes, the office. Only in the office. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that sucks about the Amazon thing is that like usually, at least this was for the other things because I haven't done it for um, Crunchyroll or anything like that, is that you can't like merge your current subscription into it. It's its No, they fixed that thing. a while ago. They did? Well, they can't, you yeah, can't they... do it for Paramount Plus. I'll tell you that right now. It's its own thing. That's why I'm just like... Uh... Oh, no, you still can. You have to go through a whole process to do it, though. We had to do it. Um, so they, they do have that capability. Now, the big problem that I will say, though, is that finding things to watch on Amazon channels is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. It is the hardest fucking thing to do. That is the other reason as to why I would say don't even fucking do it, because I would much rather utilize the app instead. Because Paramount Plus, using using Paramount Plus on the channels which you can do it app to channel, but you can't do channel to app. That's the big thing. So we can't log into the app and the app is so much easier to find shit. The channel is so fucking hard. They've made it slightly easier, but it's still not that easy. Like I still would prefer to do it. And AMC, because we have AMC plus as well, because they have Shutter built into that as well. And mm. it's a pain in the ass to search through movies and stuff like that. Cause you can't search by specific genres or anything like that within it. It just allows you to be like, all right, 
here's the three rows that we give you. Have fun. Good luck. And it's really, it's like whatever they curate that they want you to watch because there's so much more on there and Mm -hmm. it's such a pain in the ass to find it. So I don't recommend it for multiple reasons, as great as it is. And it's it's a big it's a big win for nerddom in general that that is now just a straight up like channel on there that is on the front page of the fire stick as well, too. But just get the app. It's much easier. It's friendlier friends. Well, I mean, the reason the reason being is because like not all stupid like TVs, services, tablets, all that just like that have the ability to get all of the apps. Like mm-hmm. They don't. Especially yeah. TVs, which are notorious for this, yeah. which is mind-boggling to me. Um, and so, but Amazon gives you a loop around to do it instead. They'd be like, "Hey, you can't download the Crunchyroll app on your TV, but you can get it here." And so, I get, I get the benefit. Oh yeah, it, no, which is dumb. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's, it's nice to have the option, but just right. like for the options, though, it's still, I still recommend the app. I don't, I don't like yeah, any I agree. of the channels. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like any of the channels specifically for the the browsing and everything like that for it. It just sucks. But it's it's a big win, like I said, for nerd. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh let's see here. The five people, five total people that made Super Mario Brothers, the original one for the NES, helped make Super Mario Wonder 38 years later. Which means that all five of them were still working at Nintendo, which makes sense because Nintendo is very big on longevity and stuff like that, especially in the Japanese branch. They're they're much better in Japan than in the States. You ever notice that you don't hear much shit about Nintendo of Japan, but you hear a lot of shit about Nintendo of America? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of that is definitely are like they're not gonna tell us that crap just because no one's gonna care. Honestly. Like not yeah. not like obviously we care, but no one's gonna care in the grand scheme of things like anyone would be about a CEO CEO or anything like that even here. At the same point, that's still really big for them. Uh the yeah, one thing cool. that really pisses yeah. me off about Super Mario Wonder though, that also came out, is that they apparently threw out six months worth of doing alternate commentary work during the game. And they f- they said that they didn't think anyone would want a Sundare narrator that was already there. They had already like made it and it was ready to go. And they didn't think that people would want that. Well, I'll tell you what, Nintendo. Everyone wants that. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants that. Everyone wants Everyone that. just likes that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody didn't want you to not have it. You got that wrong. <laughs> the question was, do you want us to not have this? And everyone said no. And you're like, okay, they don't want it. You're like, no, that's not what we said. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I really wish because it wasn't just the Sundare. There were other there was like a ton of other options that they were working on. And they've d- they had like thrown six months worth of work into it. And then they just scrapped it all because they didn't think that anybody would want to use it, which kind of sucks. Uh, should have said this after the Intel one because it makes a little bit more sense. But new Threadrippers have been announced, and more information in total as far as pricing and whatnot is going to be out on November 21st. But they now have up to 96 cores and 192 threads. That, that's, and that's whatever. It's not a lot or anything. <laughs> nope. The big thing to remember about Threadrippers is that even though they're fucking expensive, they're still designed to be used in a personal computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i just I, I, I 
I want to see the pricing because Dell even already like had a pre-configured one. And I don't remember what the price, I, I don't think that they actually had a price out for it yet. They just kind of like had it pre-configured. And then Jason and I made jokes about it, about how it was only going to stay super fast for like two boot ups. And then after that, it was going <laughs> to die on you. So there was like jokes to be had all around, but yeah, it's like the pricing on them. They're going to be ungodly expensive. Like you obviously yeah. know that. But man, oh man, do I want to know the pricing just so that I can be like, oh man, this is what I could have. <laughs> it would just be so, so awesome. Yeah, there's no pricing on it yet. Damn, this this configuration's fucking nuts though. It has 248 gig RTX 6000 GPUs in it. That's a hell of that's, a workstation. That's just nuts. It really is. I think I need to tell my, my work that I, I don't need a laptop. I need, I need a workstation. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Let's see here. Next, American McGee says that they were emotionally destroyed as EA said, fuck you, no more Alice. This is exactly what Chris wrote. Yep. <laughs> basically what happened. I think we all were. Yeah. Well, we, yes, we were all mentally destroyed. But basically, like, they had a whole pitch and ready to go. And EA said no. And, oh, by the way, you can't pitch this to anyone else because we own the rights. <laughs> Yeah. EA. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's honestly, it's the worst fucking, it's the worst bullshit move. Like, well, no, we're not going to green light it. Not because the game's story is bad. We just don't want to green light it. But we also don't want you to be able to make this anywhere else. It's our ball and only we get to play with it. 100%. That's EA. Like, yeah. that's been EA since 2000. Like, yeah. Honestly. Like, they mm. bought Maxis and it was just like, hey, maybe we'll get like more Sims games, right? Right? No. No, you just get Sims 4 over and over and over and over and over again. And five grand worth of expansions that your horribly depressed wife the, keeps buying. The sim type Including games. the wolf like one. They, they killed some city. They don't make any of the other sim games. Just Sims. Pretty much. Just Sims. They don't even make Sims games. They just make Sim yeah. expansions. Yes. I mean, that, that's... Honestly, what are they going to do to improve on The Sims, though? The people, that, the the people that play That'd it... That'd be the only thing they could do. Show the sex. Well, yeah, but... but I, <laughs> They just have to unpixelate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna exactly. look it's gonna look weird and yeah. gross because you're gonna have like they didn't really like put thought into the into the dongs and the graphics aren't really that great because the engine's super old. But... That <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna be like, "There's only one last time that we can do this," and it's like Sims four point nine 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 the dong no. dirt version, and it'll it's, be it's four point six nine. Hey oh, hey oh, four point X released on April twentieth. <laughs> all right uh Lian lee has now shown off what is probably the granddaddy of all cases o11 dynamic xl and if you wanted a big build oh boy <laughs> this thing can support <laughs> three four 360 rads if i remember right <laughs> it's so fucking massive why <laughs> It can fit an EATX motherboard, like all of them, no matter what board, like side configuration or anything like that, and still have space between the board and the grommets on the side. <laughs> this thing is massive and huge and pretty fucking awesome for weirdos like Chris who want, want to have a giant cavernous computer. Now, granted, a case this size does make sense for someone... Who, is do, who wants to do a closed loop for a GPU and a closed loop for a CPU. 
but it's still overkill. <laughs> Think of how many like anime figures you could put in this case. It'd be so so great. many. So Dude, many. You could just make Super Smash Brothers in this case. You could fit every <laughs> fucking amiibo in there. Think about it. <laughs> Love it. Sold. See? See? That's big brain thinking right there. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. Okay. Everybody needs to buy this now and then go buy all the amiibos that you can find. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Twitch will now let streamers, all streamers, mind you, I should have put the word all in there, simultaneously stream on any service that they want. So originally you could only like simul stream on like TikTok or something like that. But now you can simul stream on all of them if you want to do that. I mean, it makes sense once you get like big, like uh, Joshua streams on both Twitch and TikTok at the same time. And he gets like 10,000 likes on his TikTok streams in the same time that he's got like 90 viewers on Twitch. Like it's, it's amazing the difference in views yeah. that you get. However, yeah. people aren't like sticking around on the TikTok views as much as like they do on Twitch. But still, it's, it like the numbers are mind boggling. Um, so, you know, that's good news for streamers. Um, your cut still sucks. And they were giving away vouchers for 70-30 splits for people uh, at TwitchCon. If you went, like you could just get a coupon that's like, here you go. You now get a 70-30 split. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, all right. And last but not least, Arc. It's just now it's it's survival. It's not evolved shit. Yeah, it's, it's a remaster of Ark Survival Evolved. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is now part of a growing problem with video games, along with City Skylines and partially Alan Wake 2. So Chris put Alan Wake 2 in there and I'm like, kind of. <laughs> well, and that's only because... The same thing with uh, what Starfield as well, maybe. You Oh, definitely. But or Starfield's just a steaming pile of shit. That's just... There's a difference. Yeah, it's an unoptimized piece of crap. Um, But Ark, which Ark had issues like this before, like Ark was becoming the next crisis as far as like, will it run Ark? Because the game just required so much power when it first came out. But it's now recommending a a 3080 and a 12th gen, I think it's a 900 processor. That's the recommended specs for the game. That's not even like to run it at high or ultra. Like that's just the recommended specs. There's the minimum specs, obviously, and then the recommended. And usually you want to gear gear towards the recommended just to make sure that, you know, it doesn't look like dog shit. (laughs) Minimum is like, I can run this at low res with all the shit turned off. City Skylines is in the same boat. Like it's insane. The Alan Wake issue is a whole new thing. And that's with shaders and a 5700 doesn't support the shader system that they use. So if you have a 5700, you can't even play the game, even though you may have the horsepower to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's a growing issue with video games, not just like the shader thing. I can kind of kind of gear out of like, that's a weird issue, like technologically with that series process or GPU, but the other ones of them requiring so much horsepower and then these cards are so fucking expensive. Yeah. It's now going to, and if they the continue on, on top this, of it, everything, like it's everything. Yeah. And if they continue on this, it is going to start pushing more people to console again. Cause there was an influx off of console onto PC because mm-hmm. you could get better quality, like graphics and everything like that at a fairly good price at, at that point. 
But if you're going to require a $1,000 video card just as the recommended to play it at like an okay resolution, then I'd much rather play it on my $500 console. Give up, you know, because I don't have to spend all that You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, it's kind of interesting to me on how this whole thing like spun around because just like there's such a big push for like PC gaming and stuff like that. We've talked about Mm -hmm. how like the uh, Xbox Game Pass, I know it's not the same thing but i mean just like it's one of the best things you can do for a pc and so like the idea of pc having a resurgence and everything coming back on in was definitely prevalent especially during covid into now it's just like hey yeah. this is what you're going to want to be doing mm-hmm. it's where the future lies and then you have all these game companies that just can't back up the idea of pc only gaming and just like fuck we have to prioritize a bunch of stuff I'm not blaming anybody specifically i get it like if they're just like hey you have to like fit on all these different platforms you have to work every where at one point in time the one place that you're going to get any leeway is going to be on pc gamers honestly it really is like they're going to be pissed mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that but if you were to release a shit game and be like hey we'll patch it, we'll work on it you have a little bit more freedom to do that on the pc than if you were to release some kind of garbage yeah. ass game on a console because then you'll just be ripped apart and that that would be more death of a death sentence for a game so i, I get it i get it a little bit yeah and it, it was like it 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 definitely was there were a lot more people pushing onto it and it was making it a little bit easier because you're getting like these really high-end graphics cards but now those are not considered what i guess are good enough i mean i have a 3060 and i spent i didn't spend at the low end of the bubble but i spent like as it went way down but it was still like a 500 dollars card that i bought when i got it and now like i don't know how long this thing's gonna last on me technically so i would be better off because it is much easier for me to convince the wife to let me spend $500 uh, on a new console as opposed to, well, I really need this GPU. Well, what do you need the GPU for? Well, because it plays these games a little bit better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me spend a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit better is, is the problem. Yeah. Because yeah. in order for it to be way better, it has to be a 4090. So yeah, it, it's an issue. Um, well, yes, the hardware is there. I feel like it is kind of like the crutch that they're falling on, similar to the Starfield thing that you brought up, Chris. It's like Starfield's a poorly optimized piece of shit. Like that's what it is. It is not an optimized game engine the way that Todd tried to say that it was. And he's like, oh, you may need to upgrade your PC. Like, no, there are people with video cards that are a year and a half old that are really good video cards that can't fucking hit 60 frames per second. Like, that's a that's a game problem. Well, <laughs> I also think some of the crutches, too, is, like, DLSS has been so prevalent. And you have SFSR and XESS, where developers now fall down as a crutch, where you need those to play the game a good frame rate. Which is... It's not, it's not the way Hey, it... we're just going to play the game better. No, you need this now to play the game. Which, and DLSS works, but... Yeah, well, it, it, not, it, but it, not it even that. Great, like, but it's like... It's like Having that as a crush, like you really need to be running that if you want to play the game. But not just that, there's not a whole lot of video games that actually really support them. Like that really support them. FSR is a little bit easier and more people have been implementing FSR into smaller games, but it's really only like the big games that are really getting it put in because NVIDIA gives them money to do it or AMD gives them money to do it. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the big issue. And they're just kind of burning and churning and just pushing out junk. And that's the real thing. Yeah. And that's the, uh, that brings it up to like the whole other thing of like uh, uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk came out. It was a horrible piece of shit. It didn't run well on anything, PC or console. 
It was rushed out. It was pushed out when it shouldn't have been done. It's just now better. It's basically No Man's Sky. Like it is a game that that overpromised, vastly underdelivered, and it took them two plus years to actually make it playable and good. Be fair though, I'll I'll scream and shout praises. For both uh, Hello Games, I think that was who did No Man's Sky, and CD Projekt Red for doing that. Because there's so many more out there that, like, release a shit game, and are just like, well, all right, we'll we'll, we'll try to fix it if we can. Like, a lot of Assassin's Creed games, you know, Ubisoft, yeah, Yeah. exactly, stuff like that. We're just like, eh, well, we'll try, we'll we'll get to the big ones, but, you know, you're still going to look like ass. You mean, like, like Battlefield 2, right? Battlefield 2? I mean, 100%. The latest one was. 2042. (laughs) 2042 yeah Which whatever I, think I don't know I think they've stuck with that one at least and made it better it's from still dog sh- it, it was better than when it launched but it was still dog shit that game was e- that was the worst which which is a lot better better than anthem because anthem was yeah. dog shit which started working better and almost had like the anthem 2 or whatever like and then they dropped two not, of it. not official two and it was like at the next and like was like oh yeah this is we fixed a lot of stuff is gonna be way better and they're like nah fuck you guys we're done we're, we're just- out Yep, yep, killing it. We're done. We all this work, and we almost saved the game, but you just canceled us. Well, and it puts it into the same realm, and they probably did this primarily because of the rules that Hollywood's following, yeah, with tax write-offs and shit like that. Uh, and the same thing that Warner Brothers did—they had the Batgirl movie was done, and instead of releasing it and making some money, they were like, "No, no, 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 we can just use it as a write-off and just never release it." So an entire movie, hundreds of people's like hundreds and thousands of hours worth of yeah. work. And what would have been a really good role for the main for the girl that played Batgirl, as well as everybody else's in that. And now no one can ever see it. And people that saw it because, like in the in the early screening said that it was good. Didn't live up to their quality, yet they released the flash. Their quality. Their quality. Fuck the flash yeah. movie. They, they released Christ. the flash. <laughs> they released the flash. I, I still don't understand why that one got released. So many Girl. problems with Urza Miller. And then, yeah. from what I heard, the movie was shit. It's not great at all. It's eh. It's mediocre. I mean, they did a, they did a, a better version, like a better take on Flashpoint rather than doing like what they did with like CW and all that. Like it was kind of an interesting take on it. But at the same point, it was still just Flashpoint. And yeah, that's I haven't it, seen it, a DC mad. movie in theater since Christian Bale. Okay. I will say that the su- the Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad, the second one, was yes. good. Um Blue Beetle's actually all right. Oh I that, feel kind of no, bad. That looks like absolute ash it trash. Looked no, no. Way worse than it actually was. So like, let's just I, let's just Open this up, Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what that says right there. Because you and I, Eric, we've already established, are not movie friends. Uh, and... Yeah, whatever, because you're a fucking I can shit. tell. <laughs> I, oh, okay, okay. It... <laughs> Except for when Blue Beetle has like a, let's see. Uh... I said it wasn't bad. It's definitely not like the greatest movie ever or no. anything like that. But what it was watchable. And of course, I went and saw it because my son wanted to watch it in the theaters. So we went and saw it in the theaters. And it was watchable. It was better than a lot of the other DC movies, and oh, it was yeah, better than sure. The Flash. I will tell you that I, right now. The Flash just looked like absolute garbage, except for Michael Keaton. That was the only thing that almost yeah. got well, me back. Yeah, yeah. only if thing. If they would have done like Batman Beyond, if they would have done like pure Batman Beyond, yeah. I would have been like buying. Well, and they were going to be doing Batman Beyond, and they canceled it now. Yeah, that's that's yeah. gone. That's completely off the off the picture. 
for it. Yeah, there was a Batman Beyond movie. Finally, like they they would finally like signed off on it, and now that's just gone completely, which sucks. But the Blue Beetle movie, like it had a, a very specific aesthetic and vibe and everything mm-hmm. like that that they were going for. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into when they deal too much into like stereotypes for like specific races. It's the same thing of a lot of mm. movies that I watch where they they heavily crutch on it because they know that they know that people of that demographic are going to really, really like it just because it's like they, they get to see their representation. But so like it dealt with some of those things, but it was in the grand scheme of things. It had a much more likable story than the Flash movie did, <laughs> and a definitely much more likable main character. Uh, yeah. So, like in grant, like in total, it should have been Batgirl and Blue Beetle, and not the Flash. Fuck the Flash movie. That movie was not good. Anywho, that's it for news, everybody. We're done talking oh, we about the news. Yeah, oh, we, we did shit. it, and it's it's only been like an hour and ten minutes. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yeah, yeah, we did it. <laughs> All right. Who's been playing Vitamo games? The video game podcast is getting worse and worse. Like, like I've been, I've like, been, I've been playing video games. Like <laughs> about time. About time. I played one yeah. game. About about time. Info. I have fucking video games talking to everyone. No. I'm also no. the only one that streams on here weekly. So no, I have, have no proof. Verifiable no proof. visual proof <laughs> <laughs> that I play video games. <laughs> What have you been playing, Jason? I've been playing uh, Weird West, uh, um, which okay. is uh, um, kind of like a, a isometric top-down shooter, like a, a dual-stick shooter, which is kind of cool, with a little bit of tactics built in, and then just a weird-ass shit storyline. There's definitely some <laughs> roguelike uh, um elements it's to weird it weird as no... shit storyline <laughs> it's weird as fuck man it, it is wait, like, wait, the wait, wait. weird west did you is... say weird as shit or weird ass shit weird ass shit shit okay that's what i thought yeah. you said okay yeah. <laughs> i just want to make sure that you didn't say weird as shit and, no it's like, weird ass because that shit. means yeah. completely yeah. different thing than weird yeah. ass shit <laughs> weird ass and uh um it's entertaining if anything i mean like what's cool is that like there's a million different ways you can handle this game you can be all stealthy you can go in guns blazing you can like use people you can lie cheat steal like it is a really big open rpg element to this game uh the way that it handles on how it does it's actually very entertaining you start getting used to a certain play type though and you kind of like fall into that play type forever even no matter how much it tries to push you to another thing anything else but it's a wild west style game like you know like anything like that like hey you got this podunk town and you're trying to avenge the death of your son yada 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 at least that's how it starts out and then they get into like massive occult stuff now you're fighting zombies and witches and wraiths and you are actually a reincarnation of somebody and it's like it goes into like way out of left field of the storytelling stuff like that typical devolver like fantastic just like on how they just like pull like the most random stuff into this thing you're trying to live survive do bounties all that stuff like that it's one of those games where you can spend hours doing nothing and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it does grain on you though as you continue to go through it where everything starts to feel the same like i said once you get into like the the motions of what it feels like to play this game um you kind of just stick to it once it works it works forever and that then ruins a lot of the 
randomness i guess let's say i mean they do have parts where like uh, without spoiling any story they have parts where stuff's going to change and you don't have all your gear and all that stuff like that anymore you have to like physically get back into a, a realm but it's pretty quickly to get your stuff back and be like okay back into the old tropes over and over again so this i've enjoyed the one it. that used danny trejo in its marketing right i think so that's might have i haven't i, I don't right. i don't remember but that would make sense but it, it, it's been fun it's been entertaining uh it, it's twin stick like i said with tactic vibes so um what's that uh, uh oh no evil west one. is what is the oh, one evil with west. trejo oh yeah um there's a that ninja tactics one so soji sojin i don't care i can't remember it soji I, whatever uh it's imagine that but it's not a tactical game and it's a twin stick shooter. And I was gonna say it's more like fun. it's like Desperados, yes, but non-tactical. Because exactly. the, the, the same the, company Despera- yeah, yeah, Desperado and the and the Shinobi one are the same company. Yeah. Shinobi, um, thank you. But no, that, that's not what it was called, but it was like the Shinobi one, oh. the, the ninja one. I th- but I, 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 I have it. Shinobi. Hang on, I have it's not called Shinobi because I have I a have version. It too. I, I have it down there. It's right there. I can see the cover, but it's just like Shadow, Shadow Tactics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Shadow oh, yeah, Tactics. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's, it, that's I, it. I remember I had to play a uh, expansion for it, and the expansion did not give you the tutorial again or like any warm up area. It just threw you in to like the hardest fucking like, oh, you've been playing this for years battles. And I was like, I'm not ready for this at all. I'll have to come back to this. <laughs> I mean, Shadow Tactics was great. Desperado was okay. The, the, but that like the tactic of the isometric throws me off a whole lot. And this one's isometric, but it's a twin six shooter with tactic feels. And that's kind of cool. I love the randomness to it. Every single playthrough is completely different every single time. There's no like set whatever. Um, everywhere they explore to, there's different locations where they show up, what they're encountered with. Um, you can kill everybody. Like me can be like, hey, in order to solve this mission, you have to go find this person and talk to them. You can just go put a bullet in their brain and be like, well, we got to do something else now. And it's kind of cool on how they like the game will constantly adapt to whatever the fuck you want to do. And so very entertaining I, and I've enjoyed it very much, but uh, I've nowhere near being done with it yet. Awesome. Chris, I know, I know that you played a Halloween edition or a Halloween event of one of your games. I did go ahead and talk about this horrible fucking Halloween event. <laughs> so I did play horse station to station. They did a Halloween crossover with the indie game Tuju Charles. So your freight trains are now Tuju Charles as their little spider train. That's crawling around pulling around your carts and stuff like that um so play that it's it's super fun you have the option to turn on and off so you don't have to play that way but you can turn on so so i can just turn it off (laughs) yeah so it's like the last thing i need is a bunch of like spider trains all over the place (laughs) in the main menu you have to actually there's a little checkbox you have to click to turn on Tuju Charles. Okay, uh, but are there any other like aesthetics that are turned on for this, or is it just Tuju Charles? It's just Tuju Charles. Um, That's fun. See, I think That's they missed. Fun. I think they missed like mm-hmm. a little bit of a boat of like adding on like some other aesthetics and stuff like that throughout, like pumpkins and things like that yeah. in different areas, rather than just Tuju Charles and alienating anybody that has a fear of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the nice it things about the Discord like too. A spider in the game. I don't every time, want it. <laughs> every time someone posts a screenshot, they have the spoiler tag on there, and if they don't, they're like, delete the post. Like, hey, put the spoiler tag on there because people have arachnophobia. 
and they don't want so their game conscious of that. to be responsible for fucking people over in their Twitter feeds. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, because like I like Chuji Charles is like one of those horror games that I want to play just because like that's what's really scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chuji Charles is being... pretty scary. It's like it's a not evil clown down. train spider. Yeah, but it's not being chased down by a train. It's not being chased down by like so many different things. It's the spider aspect of it that I'm just <laughs> like, nope, I'm done. I can't do it. <laughs> Love it. Oh, maybe if like we hit, I don't know, like three grand or something like that, just in the I beat at first uh, charity stuff. I will play Choo Choo Charles. I will buy and play Choo Choo Charles. That or kill it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather play Choo Choo Charles. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I don't, I don't want them jumping on me. Like that's the thing let's is that they jump at the screen and kill it with fire. And I no. Oh <laughs> God, no! Hit the I, like I button at the top of your screen to donate. <laughs> <laughs> get Eric to play. <laughs> now that I've made this commitment, I've, I think I'm second guessing whether or not to share our uh, charity stuff with my work. Because <laughs> I know that we'll get like extra stuff from people that I work with. And I'm just like, no, nah, maybe I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Um, Fuck. Like and it, it's tiny. They're tiny little things. I think that yeah. actually makes it worse. <laughs> is, is if I'm zoomed out. Yeah, if I'm zoomed out and I've got like eight trains running on this, and all of a sudden they're all just spiders running around on the thing. Like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I can't do it. I can't the, do the it. The best part is when they're like all going patterns. uphill. There's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm uphill, come get you. <laughs> I watched. Uh, a movie, a horror movie the other night that actually last night that was supposed to be like this like great cult classic horror movie in the making. It, it came out at the same time as Barbenheimer. So like it, no one talked about it at all in the theaters and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. It's it's available on streaming. So I'll watch it. And it's called Cobweb. The movie itself is not scary. What's really scary is the thought process that I had in my head of whether or not, because of the name of the, the movie, the final like monster was going to be a giant fucking spider. And I had no idea because there was no spoilers on it and didn't want to dig too, too deep into it. But as I'm watching this movie and there's a big hole in the wall and it's talk like the the entity is talking to the boy through the wall and making knock sounds like I'm like, if it's a fucking spider, I'm I'm gonna be pissed. And there were like some spiders and I swear like they looked like brown recluses that were like on it. Like you saw like a few of them throughout. And that's what really was like making me like, oh, my God, this is going to be a fucking spider. And I did not take all of my meds today. <laughs> this is not going to be good. And then thankfully it didn't end up being a spider. You know, there's that. <laughs> so anybody that wants to watch that movie, you can knowing that the big bad is not a spider. I will. That's the only part that I am going to, that I am going to spoil for people on that. Has there been a big bad horror movie with spiders since arachnophobia just it just i mean it? there are there are but other i mean the ones. big bad the big bad like he was he he turned into a 
Like it wasn't like the weird spiders. It is spiders. The, uh, yeah. Eight-legged yeah. freaks would be the the uh, closest thing. It wasn't a horror movie though, was it? I it, it was a it was a horror, horror. comedy. Yeah. yeah. Like it was it was so much more comedy, but anybody that watches that movie with arachnophobia, that's the biggest fucking horror movie that there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chamber of Secrets. That one was a that one was definitely one cuz there's a lot of fucking spiders in that. But that that's horror. along the same lines. It's not it's not <laughs> yeah. the whole thing and it's not horror. Again, though, mm. it's horror for people that are, actually the newer Harry uh, or the newer uh, Fantastic Beasts ones with those spider monkey scorpions, that was bad. <laughs> we watched that portion for it. All three of us covered our eyes in that portion. And I kept, I was the huh. one that had me look at of like, nope, they're still there. Keep your eyes closed. No, they're still there. <laughs> then they went away. Don't do it. And then Don't. five minutes later, they came back in full force and Ronan screamed. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was bad. Like uh, those things, the, the, the spider monkey scorpions were just, that was why. And then they had so many of them. And then they were in the ending credits. They had like silhouettes of them dancing. And it's just like, <laughs> Amazing. So bad. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Let's let's talk another yep. 30 minutes about Eric's not yes. irrational fear of spiders. 100 percent not irrational. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that it though, Chris? Is that all you played? Uh no, so I did play some City Skylines too, because I was on Game Pass, which does work on my PC. If you ever knows no City Skylines, it's SimCity. Well so it We we must preface this that it works on his PC but only at the recommended settings. <laughs> Which, I mean, because he has a 3080. I haven't built a huge city yet, so we'll see how far it goes. But I do have 3080. It does recommend a 5800X. I have the 5800X 3D, which is much better. So it does run on my PC. Well, my brother's PC, he runs it at the very, very low settings. Um, but no, it's it's like a some CD, City Skylines, like CD Builder kind of, kind of thing. Um, kind of fun, not super my kind of game, but I played for a little bit. Does work, I'll probably play some more later on. But the other game I did play was, I did play the demo for Last Train Home. If you ever played like Commandos, which is like kind of like an isometric real-time strategy, like stealth game, it's kind of like that, but you're you're probably like, like we're at the end like the World One where there's like, kind of civil war going into Russia. You're part of like this, the Czech Republic soldiers where you get your own kind of country finally approved. We have to get there. And the way you can get there is by riding this train through the Trans-Siberian Railway to go one direction and then you have to catch a boat back home. So you got this armored train kind of going through your, and you're kind of a neutral party, but one of the, the Reds are like kind of fucking over Townsville and stuff like that and want to pick a fight. So you kind of fight back and try to just trying to get home, basically. Um, I just kind of ride the train. So you have this train. You have different cars assigned to different people, tasks. So you train like your medic car, stuff like that. And then also in the valley, you take a squad out, trying to get resources as well as you kind of go through because you have limited resources. You're small little kind of fighting force, the legionnaires. Um, but it can be difficult at times, and it's kind of as you kind of go through it. They have one nice kind of thing still is to have an immersive audio mode, which is so everything is in the, is subtitled within natural language. So if they're speaking English, they're speaking English. They're speaking Russian, they're speaking Russian. They're speaking Czech, they're speaking Czech. It's all voice acted in the language they're actually speaking. And so you're just reading subtitles. So it's a, actually a very long demo. Um, I played for two hours and still haven't finished it, but 
it's very entertaining game. Like, it almost wants me to learn more about, like, because it's, like, historic fiction, so, like, it's based on a real story, um, kind of. Like, this is actual, like, a thing that happened, but, like, the story you're going through is fiction. Uh, um, so it kind of makes you want to learn more about what actually happened, kind of go through that kind of stuff. And some of the questions, like, kind of like, this would be a really good movie, miniseries or something like that. Um, but I've enjoyed my time with it. It's really good. Recommend it. Nice. It's kind of like that kind of game, like real time, self strategy, asymmetric kind of that kind of stuff, like commandos. So you played the demo. Is the game out already, or is it still coming no, out? No, it's still coming out. It doesn't come when out do until like spring, right? Oh Jesus! Okay, I wasn't sure. Like it was like uh, around the corner. Or not. Yeah, I think man. Uh, let's see. Let's pull the story page. Uh, let's November twentieth. Oh, so it's not that far away. Do they have a price up on there yet? Uh, I'm not seeing one. Or no price yet. Okay. Well, if it, if the demo's two hours, then that leads you to believe that the game is going to be two hours plus. Two hours plus. So that that leads you to believe that the game is going to be long too. So you'll get your money's yes. worth on it. Yep. Cool. I I can't wait to hear what train games you play on the next podcast. <laughs> All the train games. <laughs> All the train games. All the train games. Um. Well, I finished on, so on stream, we finished, uh, the suicide of Rachel Foster. Cause I think we talked about that on the last podcast that I, that yep. I played that one. Cause I wanted a spoopy game to go with that. Uh, then, uh, we played a game that, well, I was playing a game off stream that I couldn't talk about. Uh, and then finally, like after it was released, I was able to play it. Uh, so we got a review copy from NIS America for cry machina which is a very interesting game. It, it's, it's, it's part ARPG and part basically just a graphic novel. Like you go through tons of story and stuff like that. Uh, there's no real like choices that you can make or anything like that. You're just listening to dialogue the entire time. Um, <laughs> and in a lot of the cases when you're not in the middle of like a mission and it's not expanding on like the story moving forward. They expand on the story moving outward and you have tea parties, literal tea parties. You are robots <laughs> with, uh, with human souls in you goes to the machine style and you have tea parties because apparently the robots can drink tea um, that you sit, you sit around in like your, your non robotic like suit uh, in more of a human looking outfit and everything like that around a table on fancy furniture with the teapot and little finger cookies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Um, if you enjoy graphic novels, uh, this actually works really well. The, it might piss some people off because of the fact that it is like a, uh, like an, an ARPG, like, like action RPG where you run around and fight, but it's not really like a whole lot of that. Uh, you get into a, you get into a level, and you go to one area, and you fight like one to three enemies. Then you move to another area, you fight one to three enemies. Then you fight a boss, and then it expands on the story. There, there is a back replay because you can open up areas like offshoot like tunnels, to where you can find like bosses that you have to fight. You know when you're thirty levels higher which I tried that got my ass handed to me and it's not even like ass handed to you. I got one hit. 
like and it wasn't even a strong hit it was just like a slash and i died instantly <laughs> and in a game where everybody is giant robots that are firing laser beams and doing all sorts of crazy stuff like you're gonna get hit and yeah you, you need to make sure that you know you level up properly and then go back to them um there is a uh system for finding like new levels as well too but it's not quite as as like what i hoped it would be i was really hoping that when you did it because you you start off like basically trying to find in new nodes within the servers that you're in and you could type in like numbers but it's really only looking for like very specific numbers not like i could type in an address or like a phone number for it and go to like random world which would have been really cool if it like made a random encounter set up for it and I fought like enemies and I happened upon this one that was like super hard, but I could get cool shit out of it. Like making it kind of like a roguelike that would have been really, really cool. I would have liked that. Um, but they don't have it that way. The story is vastly out there. Basically what happens is, is that the, uh, your character, your main character dies from, uh, some brain injury or whatever for it. And she dies in a hospital bed or no, she not brain injury. Sorry. There's a plague. Uh, shortly after she dies, they cure the plague, which is great. But then about six months later, the entire planet blew up anyways. So <laughs> everybody is on what they call Deus, Deus Ex Machina uh, AI ships uh, stored as temporal cores, trying to rejuvenate the human race as they travel around. Um, and one of the AIs, the AI that you're working with opens up and puts you, the chosen one into a robotic suit uh, saying that you're the best one that's going to be able to go through all the limitations and become a true human again. And that's basically it. That's the story. <laughs> that's, that's where you're going through. Then you have to fight other AIs. You have to fight other robots that they send at you of pe that are people, but they don't consider them people type thing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it sounds an awful lot like 8686. <laughs> they're people, but they're not people. <laughs> but uh, it's an interesting game. Uh, it is not for everybody though, because you, you, a, have to enjoy like some of the com like the lighter combat that it has and enjoy the graphic novel or uh or interactive novel setup that you have within video games as well too. Um but it's fun. Crap, I forget how much it costs. Hang on a second. I totally forgot to look look that up. I was playing it on PlayStation though. Um it plays well, the controls are really good on it. It looks beautiful too. And the the soundtrack is banging. Nice. Like the soundtrack That's is really fucking good. 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 Um, but it's a sixty dollar game, which kind of like hinders the score a bit on it. I liked it. It's not for everybody, and we don't always grade on just what we liked about it. We grade on whether or not it's playable by like a larger audience. So that you know, if you give something a nine or a ten out of ten. You want it to be playable for everybody, you know, pick upable for everybody and still an amazing yeah. ass story. So I have to give it a seven and a half. It's a fun game. If you really enjoy just kind of like sitting there and watching the dialogue, like you can do that. Um, it It's way less dialogue heavy than Persona 5 Strikers, like we were talking about earlier, Jason. <laughs> To where Persona 5 Strikers, like, I played a level and then I just put the controller down and watched an anime for 20 minutes. 
Like that's it. Like there was nothing to do. Um, they watched whereas, a manga for twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, actually, it wasn't a real anime because it was it was just like their silhouettes. So yes, you watched the manga. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it worked really well in that aspect for it. I think that like especially if you are in that market, you'll like it. That sixty dollars price tag is a little bit high though. It's the only problem. Um, but you know, Hey, if you, if you like, uh, interactive novels and stuff like that, then that's definitely like a pickup for you. Uh, especially like cute anime girls and a cool cyberpunk aesthetic and everything like that for it. It was really, really cool. Um, I also <laughs> picked up because I played cry machina because I was like, okay, well that was a review copy. So I streamed that one. Then I thought to myself, I'm like, I need to play spoopy games, something something else to play on stream but as we talked about like not a lot of games scare me except for like the spider games so instead of playing a game that scared me i streamed a game that scares twitch (laughs) (laughs) in which case i bought class of 09 the (laughs) re-up which is (laughs) it's it's like one point i it really is like the a sequel to it it's not like you can't call it 1.5 because it doesn't include the original portions of the game for it. So it is kind of like a sequel or maybe if you just bought an expansion, I guess would be the best bout best way to describe it. Um, it's got like seven or eight different endings and really long drawn out storylines. Um, if you haven't watched class of 09 or seen me stream it, this game is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> It plays like it plays well, but I mean, it's it's literally just a a you know an interactive novel as you play through, and then you choose you choose which path to go down, and all of the choices are bad. Um, like one of the <laughs> one of the options that I had to make on stream or choices that I had to make on stream was pretend to be gay or make a make a teenage lesbian girl cry. So I chose to pretend to be gay, and oh, then you're a monster, I, you're a monster. But, then she actually liked her. She's like, she is hot. Like she was bi curious at that same point, I guess you would say. Um, so then, but no, the monster is not that. The monster is when you make that choice, your character, who is a fucking crazy ass narcissist, then puts her into an abusive relationship, mentally abusive, not physically abusive. And you go through like a 15 minute long like segment where you watch the slow and steady decline of this poor girl's mental status because <laughs> she's in this, this abusive relationship, finally ending with you getting dumped and her going back to guys, not because she finds them attractive, but because girls are so fucked up in the head that she doesn't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The game is all about bad choices or bad outcomes, no matter what. Uh, So far, I'd only found one severely bad outcome for the main character. Like, I haven't actually had her die yet. Uh, We did do the... uh, I did do a suicide pact with uh, a girl that we convinced to stop using her her antipsychotics, who then we... We find out it afterwards that all the hints that we were picking up on, she really was in love with her. And part of the reason why she wanted the suicide pact wasn't just because of the psychotics, but because she wanted to die with her. Uh, oh, and oh, uh, we got arrested and went to prison for four years for selling crack that we made for our civics project. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun game. 
you really got to just sit there and be like, man, people are just horrible. Because everybody in this game is horrible, no matter what. The teachers are horrible. The students are horrible. Men, women, girls, the mom, the brother, everybody is a fucking horrible piece of shit. And <laughs> man, oh man. But then the, the cultural references, like talking about my, oh shit, I became a MySpace whore. Nice. That one, that one was did. one of them. Nice. <laughs> that one was one of the things is you can become a MySpace whore as well. Cause you get kicked out of your, you get kicked out of your house and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for money. And one of the options is to become a MySpace whore. <laughs> so <Yes>. I love it. <laughs> honestly, the game is horrible, but also amazing. Horrible mm -hmm. from a straight up, just like, <laughs> yeah end up in everyone's top eight see that's that, that's it chat you just end up in everyone's top mm -hmm. eight um but yeah the, the game is horrible from just a straight up like interpersonal perspective but it's such a great game because it just throws all the common conventions back at everybody and it's not afraid to just sit there and talk about how bullshit things are and i mean it's really hard to feel bad about this weird narcissistic 17 year old sticking it to her sexist teachers that are constantly hitting on her and doing all sorts and like trying to get them to do all sorts of weird ass shit because it's kind of what male teachers in a lot of cases do, man. There's a good diatribe about how, how about how all male teachers are pedophiles though. That one was really good. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worth picking up. It's like $18, everybody. You get more storylines and more endings with the first game. But man, this one is nuts. Oh, did I tell you that I, I snorted my mom's beta blocker, her last one, and then she died? That wasn't the end of the story. <laughs> Describing this game is like 80% of this game. Like, I'm not yeah. even like... That wasn't even amazing. the end of the story, though. That was the first section of the story. The options were... Uh, go to the mall th for skipping school, skip in school, or skip school at home, to which then we chose to snort uh, medication and we snorted, uh, snorted Vicodin and then did a pill roulette, found a beta blocker, snorted that one. It was the mom's last one. Mom got like severe road rage, came home, had a heart attack. Perfect. Because <laughs> she didn't have a beta blocker anymore. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This game is the ultimate. Let's throw let's throw a uh, dart at a dartboard, but all the dartboard options are really fucking horrible. <laughs> um, fuck it, ten out of ten would recommend. <laughs> Eric's game of the year. It's it's so fucking it's, it oh is good gosh. and the dialogue as as horrible as like what the con like the content is the dialogue's actually really well done and it's 100 voice acted everything <laughs> is voice acted and they have some pretty high-end like voice actors doing these characters that which was always the surprising thing with the original class of 09 because there was some pretty high-end voice actors for that too <laughs> It's game's great. It's not a ten. It's a nine out of ten. I will. I will say that. it's not long enough. Eighteen dollars though. That's not bad though for for the yeah. amount of like endings that you get. I just wish that there were more endings. But it's not a ten out of ten. Would recommend. It's a nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us for the I Made It First podcast. We understand that you have a choice in podcasts. And the fact that I love Classified 9 as much proves that you probably made the wrong one. But that's okay. We love you anyways for showing up and being here either on Twitch or listening to us on the I Beat It First podcast network, wherever you find your podcast. That's right. I said network because we have three of them. You can find us all, find them all at ibeatitfirst.com or ibiff.co where it will direct you to the proper uh, sites on all the individual podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, which is going away sometime. I guess we'll be on YouTube Music Podcasts after that point. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Uh, Also, Amazon Kindle, because they have, or not not Kindle, Audible, because they have podcasts on Audible, too. Mm -hmm. So, sure, yeah, you know, all those things. But uh, we have the IBA First Podcast, which you're listening to right now. We also have Cutscene, which is our anime watch-along podcast. Uh, We are currently watching Maniac which is a compilation of, I would say 12, but it's more more than 12, but a series of Junji Ito horror anime or horror manga stories. Uh, So far, it's been pretty good. We had like one and a half episodes of Stink, but then the rest of them were all really good for that first batch of four. So that's that's not bad. Uh, (laughs) uh, And we have Patsos, which is our uh, dev conversation podcast where we talk with uh game developers about what's going on with their games what got them into game development how they're doing what fun side projects they do as well like we had one that came on and he's like yeah it's like i'm actually in a rock band it's like my regular thing and we have fun <laughs> and we do all sorts of like that's totally dope like <laughs> like you look like you probably would be in a rock band but that's cool to, <laughs> to know that you're in a rock band that's dope or we ask them you know the hard-hitting questions like is a hot dog a sandwich or is is cheesecake cake or pie you know things like that the really tough questions that people actually have to think about rather than how they feel about like wars going on and shit like that nobody wants to hear about that stuff not from video game people uh (laughs) (laughs) except in a lot of cases people do but that's beside the point uh we also have our extra live 24-hour charity stream coming up this saturday uh november 4th where we will be streaming midnight to midnight in one stinky room in Jason's house. All three right of here. us together. Right with all, all yeah. here. Yeah, right where they, you see the little mountain mm-hmm. glacier iceberg thingy behind mm-hmm. Jason. That's where I'll probably be sitting. Uh, Chris will be off to Jason's left right there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a good old time of farting and stinking and making sure that we give Jason like a half a stick of butter every six hours. So (laughs) it'll be fun. (laughs) But what are we doing that for? We're doing it for extra life where which is primarily what we do. We, we try to raise money for extra life year round. uh, But so we're going to do this primarily on that day to get as much money as possible. Like I said, you know what? I'll I'll knock it down. It'll be two thousand if I beat it first as a channel, not the team. Hits two thousand dollars, I will play Choo Choo Charles. I will buy it and play it. So you know, if you're listening to this and you just want to share it out to people and say, "Hey, who wants to ruin this guy's poor life?" You know, by all means, help other people's lives by ruining my life. And send them to ibeatitfirst.com and have them click the donate button up at the top and that will take them to our Extra Life page. Uh, You can also go to our Charity Throne account as well too. If you don't want to give money, but you want to buy tangible things for the kids, uh, anything that you purchase on there ships directly to Phoenix Children's Hospital and they put it into a room 
that they give kids then monopoly money and they can go around and buy a toy while they're there something that's really nice like it's it's a free toy to them or whatever and there's things on there for kids from like six months to 17 so there's gift cards and things on there too that you'll have to wade through but those are all for the older kids so it's you know whatever it is that that you guys can do either donate money directly or purchase an item and send it to phoenix children's hospital everything is much appreciated we love everything that can be done and we're gonna have a great time on saturday or a horrible time or both why not both it'll be a time it'll be a time time we can guarantee it will be time it Not even a time. time. It will. It will be time. <laughs> the time will pass. <laughs> All right. I think I hit on everything. Thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us. Uh, if you are watching on Twitch, please hang on because we will probably be raiding out. But we can't end any podcast without Chris saying bye. <laughs> <laughs>